Hey, I'm Ham Bagby, and this is Sports Talk. This is a song off my new record that's going to come out. Drinking PBR with my dumbass friends. Another night, another bar, it's never gonna end. They ain't too bright, but at least they don't pretend. And I'm drinking PBR with my dumbass friends. My dumbass friends, you know they all got hopes and dreams. My dumbass friends, you know we're on the same damn team. My dumbass friends stay out all night. My dumbass friends don't start no fights. We're at a bar drinking PBR with my dumbass friends. with my dumbass friends and talking all about what great big stars we could have been it happens sometimes and I'm sure it will again when I'm drinking PBR with my dumbass friends my dumbass friends you know we all got hopes and dreams my dumbass friends you know we're on the same damn team my dumbass friends stay out all night my dumbass friends don't start no fights we're at a bar drinking PBR with my dumbass friends we're at a bar drinking PBR with my dumbass friends. Check one two. Checking in the mic. How's it going? <laughs> that that's his normal speaking voice. That's how he always talks. How are y'all doing today? <laughs> popcorn, popcorn feelings. Sibilance. Boy, can we all reach that PBR on there? I sure can. Get All right. Welcome you to Porch Talk. This is your host, Alan. It's quite the episode. I have got Hambagby here with me. How goes it? I'm good. How are you doing? And we're here to uh, do a little politicking and a little bit of promoting on this new record you got coming out. Go tell the world about it. Also, co-hosting with me today is none other than Bob Baker. Hey, thanks for having me. I and appreciate so, uh, it. I'd like for you to plug what y'all got going on at Druid City. Y'all do a little podcasting yourselves. Yeah, we uh, we have a podcast called the Waxing Crescent Society. It's supposed to be like a, you know, satirical hush hush of like 
the brewery, what's going on over there. Um, but you can find it on our Patreon. Um, but yeah, if uh, you like to check that out, you're welcome to. And just to give you a little taste of the location, we are in Tuscaloosa at Sam's house. It's a crawfish bowl. You might hear the music in the background. It's a party. It's a hell of a time, man. I always look forward party. to this time of year. He, he, he's been doing this thing for over, nine years. Yeah, nine years. Um, I've been to a, a handful of them. So I was living here when he started doing it, and I, this really? is the first one I've been to. This is the first one I've been able to be be at. Oh, it's really? Not, it's nothing against Sam. I just haven't I haven't been able to attend. I didn't know if it was like a nine years straight. Ham's been playing this, so it's your first time here and playing. Yeah, that'll be fun. My first time playing at all. <laughs> no, right on. All right, so uh, just back to Ham for a second. Uh, we had Ham on the show. We've talked a little bit about the past. We talked a little bit about the Tuscaloosa scene and your history. Uh, tell us a little bit about this new record, All Filler. Uh, All Filler is... Is uh, No Killer implied? Yes. <laughs> the joke is that I have, have intentionally put out a shitty record. <laughs> I can't wait to hear it. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but it's uh, it's my last record, Trying Not to Die, came out um, a couple of years ago. And I uh, immediately started writing the songs that um, the majority of which are, are all filler. And there's one on the record that's that's been around for a bit that I haven't that I never got to use before, but I'm excited about it. Which one is that? It's called Batshit Famous. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, it's a take on Batshit Crazy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and I uh, so I started writing a, a record from the perspective of somebody who's lived through COVID. So yeah. Uh, and all of the uh, you know. Emotional, emotional health issues that we have and some people are you know mentally ill already so it's partially about mental illness it's partially about substance use it's partially about like you know loneliness and isolation and uh, yeah but I try to create a cohesive mood type thing that's a little bit deeper uh, than you know the songs that are on the last one which I like the last one a lot I mean but it's like what's that one that you had on there it's uh, you you know you you lost your job the, I'm depressed. You're depressed. You're pregnant, and you got COVID or something. Oh, quarantine. 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 And quarantine. You're quarantine quarantine it. pregnant and getting divorced is the, is the name of that song. <laughs> All fillers, guys. Oh uh, man, <laughs> man. That, that's. Uh, I've listened to your music for a long time, and there's always been this really, in my opinion, like this really nice blend of comedy and sincerity mm-hmm. in what you write. And so, like, man, uh, you put that one out. It's, it's hilarious. Uh, but yeah, it was like. What, what what's the what's the modern like country song of like of our times? It's like yeah, this this and that and you're quarantined. So <laughs> that's just it. It ain't no longer about trains and trucks and your right. Baby, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, just to go back, flashback was first time that uh, I had met uh, him. I mean, we were all together. We were at Druid City Brewing. That's right. Uh, you shared a show with Janet Simpson yeah. that night. I somehow convinced. The literal best songwriter I know to fucking open for me at, at yeah that was a good night it was a hell of a night and that but was, it's so that was, weird that was the first me, intro me and Janet like like I met I met her right after the video for Nashville Girls came out and I was like I really like that song I can't wait to go back and listen to to the rest of your album mm-hmm. and I just met her with Will and uh, and I I. Uh, I went back and listened to the to, to the rest of that record, and I was immediately it's like immediately one of the one of my favorite things that I've ever listened to that, that someone I know has known has put out, and uh, 
And I, I contacted her and I was like, oh my God, I don't know when we are going to be able to do this or how we match up, you know, as artists, but we've got to play shows together. I would love to play shows with you. Yeah. And she was like, yeah, that would be a lot of fun. And so the first time we got to, that manifested itself was y'all had put me at Druid City and I was like, I could get an opener. I'll call Janet and Janet was into it. And yep. I was like, ah, so it ended up being a road trip and we got to, we got to know each other even better. And, and it was just a, it was a fun, fun night. Yeah, and so just how did how did y'all two be? Oh God, we have been knowing each other. It's been a long time. Um, I helped. I helped him. The Tuscaloosa can around. Oh yeah. I helped him uh, for a long time. Uh, Ham had his birthday party at Egan's over the weekend. It, it was called Ham Ham Jam Jam, and there were several of them. Uh, and it would just be an, an onslaught of bands from Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and he played in about two thirds of them. Um, but I was. I uh, had my own other podcast at the time. Uh, you and Tyler. Which one was that? Oh, Trivial Tri- Pursuits or yeah. Bob and Tyler Show? Or Trivial something. Pursuits is when I met y'all. Yeah. And, and I um, think that when Ham Ham Jam Jam came around was probably, uh, y'all had probably moved on to... I think we were at seven at that point or something like that. I don't know if Trivial Pursuits was, y'all's, was, was the one that y'all were on during the first one or not. I think it was... That ha- happened for nine years, so I don't, I don't know. All that suffice to say, point, that's all ancient history. But at some he, point, I, y'all did another. You did another one with uh, Zach. Yeah, I uh, was oh, Zach Travis with yeah, What's Happening in Alabama. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, we. I, I've just been. I don't know. Interviewing him for a long time because I've always loved his music. And he he approached me once to film one of the Ham Ham Jam Jams that I never finished. <laughs> I think I got you. I got. I think I back to you like one night of that. Maybe Friday night. I don't think I've. I don't think I've seen any of it in a long time. Have you not? Well. Here's my public apology. I'm sorry. Does it still exist? Uh, it might be in a hard drive somewhere. We'll we'll go we'll, we'll go we'll hunt around and look for it after the show. The Ham Ham Jam Jam was the most insane thing to book, and I mean, there's like 13, 14 bands. Yeah, you cover. You have to cover everything because somebody's gonna be like, "Oh, our drummer," you know. Our drummer got a cold and now we can't play the thing and it's like like a, and two other bands are relying on that drum yeah, set to yeah. play on and you know, all that nonsense yeah so there's all this logistic stuff of uh sorry I mean, of that and oh it's blocked off sound sorry sorry excuse me excuse me that's what editing's for. that's man. I should have bummed a beer from that dude <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. still happens right here um but yeah, that was a that was always a crazy good time. Um, you you ended up doing about did you do ten of them? No, I didn't get the ten, and I'm still you still hunt for it. I'm still bummed about that. I want to do another one. Uh, is there one out there? Is there? Are we looking for there? beer? Hey, yeah, he's going to get some. I'll take another one if you can find. Uh, it. Yeah, we'll have twelve beers. Thank you. Um, <laughs> yeah. Well, we should do it at the brewery. Man, I really feel like it's going to be hard to do. We had a we had Sweet Dogs thing up there. You, you you've uh, you've ran into him before, haven't you? With Taylor, yeah, a couple of times, and then I saw him without Taylor there twice at the brewery. Now I think, yeah, this is a real caveat. But Sweet Dog had his like uh, birthday bash up there the other day, or uh, a couple of months ago, and uh, he found this like placard of like three bucks on it, and like they and brought the it out of the inn and they just smashed it in the middle of the street. And it was just, oh my god, it was kind of, like, for five minutes there, I was like, oh man, we were teetering on a line of, like, this might be getting out of hand. 
Uh, but then everyone uh, cleaned up and went home. So there you go. <laughs> but just back to the ham ham jam jam, just for a minute. Like, where did that come from? What? What? what why'd you want to do that? <clears throat> a bartender who used to play at Egan's didn't have uh, had a. Two bands had fallen off on one weekend. It was around the time of my birthday. And he said, uh, you know, you could just play the whole damn thing with all the bands that you're in. And I was like, I mean, I'd have to find another band to fill out the whole weekend, but, I, but you're right, I could probably do that. And uh, and he was like, it'll be the ham jam. And there was a, you know, <laughs> there was, a, there was a, a, a Saturday, or Friday and a Saturday right next to each other on the calendar. And he wrote ham jam, ham jam on, on both of them. It was the ham jam, jam jam. Oh, okay. So, so it's that's like, how the it name, looks, okay. that's where the name came from. <laughs> I didn't know that. Uh, so the first one was just like all the bands that I was in yeah. at the time, which was like five or six bands. And uh, and then the the one after that was just kind of like, let's call people, let's just see who wants to do it. And so I would, I would fans from, you know, Mississippi and Birmingham and, and uh, wherever, whoever I knew had been playing around, like what I would just, I would just acquire a, uh, you know, a queue of bands and, uh, and you know, create these bills that were legendary. And oh, God, just, they were. And yeah, I would just you're surrounded sit, by so many good players. I know, and then I would just sit in with all these bands and get obliterated. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, that was in the days of Egan's, which yeah. are long gone, but um, so would be. Yeah, and, uh, and um, so, uh, Mama Dixie would, uh, would, would MC the event from, uh, from um, Pink Box Burlesque. And, and uh, I mean, it's just like, it's just this, this crazy happening of, of, you know, West Alabama music and, and, and Alabama in general music and what all you could, what all you could get together. And then, and then like the biggest party of, of the year as far as, you know, Egan's was concerned and stuff like that. And then... I don't want to sound ho hum about the music scene, but like, man, that was I've, I've those are glory days for was me. That, was, about, that was the high that you said. I, for me, it was. I mean, like, but I was. I mean, I was young. I was in my twenties, you know. But um, it just we. I feel. I feel like we haven't no quite gotten back to, to it since. There's nowhere for them to play. The younger, the younger people are doing. Uh, they don't have like open mics to meet people. They don't. No. Have, they don't have anyone to compare themselves to. So there's like uh, there's that, that that's missing. Sure. Uh, you have, I mean, you've got to, you got to do that work, you know? You it's, learn it's, it's wild, like, saying that about a college town, where they, where they are. Which, you know, there's talent around here. Yeah, and yeah. by the way, and like, with everything that Drew Every City four does, years, it's great, mm-hmm. but it's still not like, I remember those Egan days. Yeah, for sure. You know? It's just, what happened, you know? L.com released an article yesterday, CBDB is yeah, taking a definite hiatus, uh, or an indefinite hiatus, and... Yeah, like they're they're one of the few bands that was kind of on the last tinge of that that had held on, and they they've been before they were CBDB, they were size band, and I, and I was playing guitar in that band. Really? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. And then he, uh, I I couldn't make it to this, that, and the other, and Chris Gottlieb was uh, was was filling yeah. in, and then Chris is obviously a much better fit. Than a dude me. can he's play. Also, he's also a really good guitar player. So <laughs> a dude can play. Yeah, I'm like a I'm like a fake good guitar player. Oh, what on. do you what Come What does on, that mean? Dude. I pretend. That <laughs> I mean, sure, technically, yeah, right. right. That's why we call it all filler. No, that's right. I'm a self-deprecating artist. So I mean, just just to go back to hey, hey guys, how y'all? Hey, hey y'all. Sorry, it's we're okay. almost done. It's your house. 
Oh, right. I just kicked that woman out of her own house and out of her own room. Bob, why, we why am I this. why am I like this? <laughs> Speaking of self-deprecating, <laughs> but, uh, uh, it'll be fine. Uh, just to take a seat back, just even with the last episode is not just so much all filler. Maybe up to today is, uh, and I think Bob hit the nail on the head. Is it's somewhat funny, but it's somewhat very sincere. Uh, when I think about your music on a spectrum, you cover a, a lot of ground. I try to. So, uh, I mean, where, where did that come from? Where did the... I think that initially it was like, if I'm going to... All right, so if you look at songs as... What do I... Like, when I looked at my, myself as a musician and what I wanted to do, it was play guitar solos. <laughs> and that's not a that's not a viable model for... You can't just get on stage of, and play guitar solos for an hour. You, can't, you can't just dick around on guitar for... I've seen Louis Linguini do for it. For three hours. It's a different you story. Can, you can do it for 15 minutes, but you can't do it for three hours. You're just not allowed. There's a, that's it's against building codes. <laughs> <laughs> so like, uh, there's so, laws about that. So, I, so I was like, well, you know, maybe maybe it's about you know singing the songs and stuff like that. But I mean, like cover song stuff is fine and good and everything, and, and there's a there's a there's a time and a place for it. But at the same time, you know, if I'm gonna have a viable music career, and this is in theory as a as a younger person, I've got to have a catalog of songs that I can draw from to put on a show. Because ultimately, it's about putting on the show that you can say, "Hey, I'll show up at your at your crawfish boil and play for a few hours for, you know, a couple of bucks and some crawfish and, and, and a couple of beers or whatever." Because uh, you gotta you gotta and put you know gas in the, in the gas tank and all that. Um, so like when I was thinking about when I was you know writing songs initially as a as a songwriter, it was like, you know, I could write about my sadness and all this stuff. But the sad songs that you hear are always like really just soul crushing and depressing they, yeah uh, the, and one, I'm a, the, I'm the not, ones that really hit you hard and I know them yeah yeah and I'm not like that kind of a like I'm not that kind of a you know depressed person I'm like I'm gonna make jokes at, or my, the Chris Farley at my own expense and you know do, do like that a, kind of it's stuff it's like a crying clown and so it's like the yeah. yeah so like the the funny songs kind of came from there so like you hear like my, my early funny stuff is like shit's crucial and it's just kind of you know a a a, a that, that's his free bird, by the way. Yeah, it doesn't matter where a, he is or what he's doing. It's just a litany of, of one-liners, like and and uh, and then and then uh, like there's some more, like there's there's songs about drinking, like because I played at bars and stuff like that. So right, like, I'm a dick when I drink is, is one of those. But the as the years progressed, it was kind of like if I can find something, if I can find the punchline in it and write it, but still make it positive and you know like uh, like somehow like affirming to 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 like some part of the of the situation because there's got to be something beautiful in it or that or it's not or, or in my head it's not it's not art you know like and uh and there's a lot of funny songwriters who write beautiful songs that are still funny like jerry reed or weird al yankovic randy you know? newman randy newman yeah um Roger that's, that's who i immediately think of like when i try to compare like your songwriting to roger miller's so, my favorite songwriter of all yeah time. and um and so uh, I just had to, I had to, I had to work up a, a a way to, you know, take this guitar solo vehicle a little bit more seriously. <laughs> because by the way, you can play. Yeah. <laughs> if anybody's out there wondering, I'm here to, I'm here to, I'm here to go ahead and put myself in the uh, overrated uh, vote. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> we'll just. I vote, uh, I vote myself overrated. No, nah, fair enough. <laughs> Um, but I, I mean, just, he's alright just thinking about like <laughs> and that's one thing that I've really been thinking about lately just like 
little personal songwriting is like I'll get home from work and I'll sit down and put the pad to the pen and begin to think about ideas and then pick up a guitar and try to figure out a melody. Mm-hmm. And then I think about like what some of my friends are doing who may be on tour or whatever they're doing is like they can remember the specific place they were sitting when the idea come across or they can remember the specific event. But with as sitting down with your stuff, it's like it doesn't seem to so much matter about a particular time or place. It's just something that could happen any day of the week kind of thing, you know, with some of your songs. I think the only one that I've written, I mean, the only one that I can think of that I've written in in my entire life that is, like, like specific to a time period is probably that quarantine song. Mm -hmm. And it's probably just about the uh, the quarantine. But, I mean, you know, COVID's probably going to be around for the rest of our lifetime. Yeah, sure. The the new new flu, if you will. Yeah, who knows who who was, uh, hey, Hey, Ham. Hey. Uh, we were just talking about Ham Ham Jam Jam. You want to talk about that for a second? We're doing a show. <laughs> okay. You want to be on the show? Hey guys, what's happening? It's Skinner. It's he me. Work, he used to work at Egan's a long time ago. Just busting in the middle of the show, saying hi to everybody. Do you have sure. a hi everybody? <laughs> Glad you're here. We've been waiting on you. Do you, do, you yeah. a, do you have a tight thirty seconds to to, to talk about a Ham Ham Jam Jam from back in the day? Yeah. Well, I, I can give you I can give you one quick story about Ham Ham Jam Jam. All right. So okay, oh, this is perfect. Um, <clears throat> there was a Ham Ham Jam Jam. Um, I was working at Egan's. Uh, Jeff Sides was out of town for some reason because he just abandoned us during Ham Ham Jam Jam. Mercy. And so I closed on uh, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, Jeez. all three days of Ham Ham Jam Jam, and I kept a running tally of at least three minute long solos. If they got to six minutes, it counted as two. If they got to ten minutes, it counted as four. So over the span of three nights closing, there were approximately 42 solos that I could get out. <laughs> and I told Sides that he owed me at least three dollars for each one. Oh, that's great. <laughs> that's what I got. Yeah, that's good. No, that's great. Well, we were just we were just talking about like his songwriting versus like you know soloing and how you can't just like yeah that's play kinda, guitar that's solos perfect. and and not have anything else and so um it, yeah there's balance there right that's what I'm trying to get that's you got to find balance there yeah for sure I when see. I'm when I when I'm done playing music I want to have a catalog of albums that are you know that guy is a pretty good songwriter yeah and those guitar solos sound pretty good yeah and you can and and, and it look respectable you know. Yeah, I'll I want be- there to be like a bargain bin CDs of handbags. Yeah, so we'll like pick it up in the 99 cent store eventually. Yeah. Yeah. And 98 Bonneville's <laughs> on there. And, and, uh, and I'm a dick when I drink's on there. Yeah, I mean, can you really hope for more than that? <laughs> I say nay. All right, so just for those listening, when is this record coming out? As soon this record soon. is coming out on May 27th, come hell or high water. All right, you heard it here first. Uh, the, and who all helped on this? Okay, so this is on. This is my second album on Rocket Number no. Nine Records, which is uh, C.J. Griffith from uh, from uh, Tragic City, uh, the band. This guy's um, great. He plays bass in that band, and uh, he has a record label called Tra- uh, Rocket Number no. Nine Records. And th- uh, he asked me several years ago if I wanted to do a record. And I, at that point, I said, "Listen, if I do." a record this is what I want to do and he said that sounds perfectly reasonable yeah and um, and we did almost exactly what I wanted 
Uh, Benjamin Holcomb from New York played uh, drums on it. Um, Word, yeah. He was at school at the university at the mm-hmm. time. And John Harms, uh, who is probably one of the best guitar players I've ever met in my entire life, played bass on it. Oh, yeah, uh, nice. I, I, but he's I've also missed, a great bass player. I've missed him. I haven't seen him play uh, oh, here God. recently. Dude. He does that. Uh, he, he 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 crosses his two fingers. He does these crazy jazz chords, you know. Where he, uh, yeah, he's very good at. He's 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 very effortless at any any kind of guitar playing. Yeah, it's very. It's and very, he played bass on yours. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Cool. Um, but he's a. I mean, he's a. He's a very. He's a very good bass player too. For sure. David Ray was supposed to do it, and he couldn't do it. So Jonathan Harms came in. David and I went to school together. Yeah, he's good. We took some music classes together. He's a good... A lifetime ago. He's a fun guy. He's playing on the 27th, actually. Nice. Uh, And Ghost Ray. Nice. And so, as far as, like, uh, album release parties, anything in in the works? We're having a CD... The physical copy is is a compact disc which is a format that some people say is obsolete, but I say is... I disagree. <laughs> a thing that you can hold in your hand and look at while the while the thing's playing, which is kind of what I wanted anyway. Yeah. So if we do a, if we do a vinyl run, it'll be... I envision this as being part two of a trilogy, so I, uh, I, I want the third one to be Return of the Jedi, and I don't know exactly how to, how to <laughs> achieve that, but... Okay. But uh, this one is the darker one, and and uh, and I'm I'm uh, proud of it. Uh, so we're putting this out on uh, May 27th. The party will be at Ghost Train at eight o'clock. Janet Simpson will be opening. Is that the new one or the old one? The new one, I believe. But okay. I, all things will be revealed uh, as okay. soon as I've got a meeting with them on Monday. So okay, cool. Right on. And just just to go back to uh, songwriting style, just for singer songwriters out there, maybe listening getting familiar with your music I know uh, you said it wasn't about a, a time or a place so to speak except for your COVID song uh, where do these songs come from I know you mentioned like maybe just out at a bar drinking and just life and just putting that down but. like bar life was kind of was kind of big on it on, on it for a lot like southern life and bar life and, and stuff like that kind of pl- take, uh, plays a role in, in a lot of the ideas that I have uh, I try to keep it a little bit vague uh, for for you know for just I want people to be able to, to relate. relate to things. Also, like, it's hard to, I mean, I mean, at first it was hard to, to like, be absurdist and still have a broad appeal. Like, I feel like mm-hmm. some more people the, than I would have thought think my shit is funny than I would have thought would think it's funny when I first started doing, when I first started, like, getting a little bit more attention for playing music. And... The last record was an eye opener because I didn't know that I didn't I didn't factor in it didn't factor in that there were literally thousands of people who had been watching me play when I was in Tuscaloosa over the course of years who had moved literally all over everywhere. The world. Yeah. yeah, we're everywhere, man. And uh, and so like when it dropped, it was like, oh, this guy's gotten so my Spotify numbers went wonky, and I was like, oh uh, yeah, I was, what's going on right here? Yeah, hey. Look at me, and, uh, which you know everybody. The record label was really happy, and you know, uh, yeah. it was uh, it was it was it was good for everybody. And then, uh, but then you're kind of like, but how do I populate these rooms that I'm booking around the southeast? Because they might not be there might there might be a lot of people listening around the world, but yeah, they're not necessarily all in Birmingham or Huntsville or you know Tuscaloosa. 
So you tell them to come find me. I'll set them straight. Tuscaloosa <laughs> is a good. Tuscaloosa is always a good reception, though. Oh yeah, it's like coming home, right? Oh yeah, it's wonderful. All kinds this of was my and family this, here. This was my home for almost yeah. two decades. So yeah, for sure. Rado, uh, Bob, anything else to do? Man, I gotta get out to this crawfish boil. It's it's getting cold out there. Sure is. Uh, three last questions, and we'll get out the door. Oh god, three more. All right, I'm ready. Three more. I'm ready. Number one. Just to plug Sam and what he's gotten going on here, it's his ninth annual crawfish bowl. What has been y'all's favorite part about this so far? Man, it's uh, it's all the friends and family here. It's just community, you know. There's a there's always all kinds of people that are here that I don't really get to see that often, and you know, get to talk and just you know, commune over some delicious crawfish and taters, and there's raviolis in there. Yeah, I don't know if you there are saw the raviolis, but. Um, I never saw that in a bowl, and I asked him, I was like, where did that come from, Sam? And he's like, well, you know, every time you throw a crawfish bowl, someone will be at your crawfish bowl and be like, I don't eat crawfish. Have you ever thrown this in there? I was in a crawfish bowl down here, and they were doing this. Right. So he's just just got a laundry list of all the things people have told him he should put in there. That's great. Well, yeah, I've had some of this. It's amazing. So how about it, Ham, so far? Man, this is a... I mean, once again, it's a little bit of a homecoming because I've been, I mean, I, I've been away for, for a few years, um, but, uh, and since then I've, you know, obviously gotten divorced and started working a real job and like, uh, like all that, all that stuff. Yeah. How's also, that, how's that real job going? It's good. Yeah. So, so, so it's not much, but it's honest work. Hey, yeah, we, we were talking before we got on. I, I also have a similar job that, uh, you know, pays the bills. <laughs> so I get it. If I can pay my bills, and all I got to do is show up 40 hours a week. That's the name of the game. <laughs> it turns out. I, l- I learned too late in life, but here we yeah. are. <laughs> all right, question number two is uh, plug-in for each of you. Uh, plug-in social media, where can they find the album if they're listening online, and okay. future plans as far as like playing outside of Birmingham. Uh, all filler is going to be available on all digital platforms. Um it will be, uh, there will be a physical CD that will be available at all my shows. There might be some, uh, some commissions at, at local record stores and stuff like that, but I can't guarantee that. Uh, you can find my, you know, t-shirts and stickers oh, yeah, and CDs. t-shirts. I haven't yeah. seen those popping around there. And those stickers are dope. Yeah. yeah. The stickers are hot. It's a good, it's a good logo. Yeah. Who did that? Natalie Valentine. Cool. Who also sang background vocals on, uh, on... On this record and the last record, she's the only voice, the only background vocal voice on the last record, but she is one of three on the new one. And uh, the other players and singers, the singers were Anna Hope, Natalie Valentine, and uh, and Holly Malone. Uh, the the players this time around, uh, I got to I got to get Adrian Marmalejo on a, on a record, so I'm oh, excited yeah. about that. Uh, so I got Adrian on bass, and I got Jack Vote. Oh, yeah. Son of Dan Vogt. Oh man, he's on, an amazing uh, drummer. Oh, he's unbelievable. He's so good. Yeah, on, yeah, yeah. Uh, on 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 drums, and he's just that's oh, incredible. Man. Yeah, he's a hard get too. Yeah, is he these days? Yeah, I tried to get him. I, I was I was watching him over at the Alcove. The a, last a five ago, gigs that I've tried to get him on, he has been really he has been unavailable. That's great. They say drums are a dime a dozen, but yeah, I mean, no, you, you've got to be you've got to be good to be drum. that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, for sure. That's that's awesome. 
Now wait, you said it was available on all digital platforms? Yeah, it'll be. A, you know, I'm sitting like in the Buffalo Wild Wings or the Waffle House. Can I pull it up on like the Touch Tunes? This is my problem. This is my problem with Touch Tunes. Touch Tunes will be on my CD Baby, uh, my CD Baby Q. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, they'll say, yeah, you're on Touch Tunes, baby. And uh, you go, you're going, you're going to pull your stuff up on Touch Tunes, and it ain't there. It doesn't show up. Yeah, yeah. I, I was trying to put yeah, our our live at the brewery album that we made during the yeah. quarantine up on Spotify, and then I, I was reading down the list of like available platforms. Like, wait, I, I can pull this up at Buffalo Wild Wings? Are you kidding me? I think that it has something to do with explicit lyrics, though. So that's probably exactly it. But there's like. You can pull up My Pony by Genuine? Yeah, give me a break. <laughs> <laughs> Caveat, go to karaoke for me. Man, if you haven't seen me we at Jackie's that. Lounge, I tear that thing up, I man, did, you're missing I, it. After my gig last night, we, we stopped by a bar and uh, did karaoke, and I was like, I'm going to sing Daniel by Elton John. Did you really do karaoke? Did, I've been threatening was, to was, do it for years. I was but like, I, I'm going to sing Daniel by, by Elton John, and it went over so poorly. <laughs> Then my buddy was like, ah, look at this guy. Look at the look at the pro over here. I won't be doing karaoke again. That's uh, amazing. Handbag you doing karaoke. Yeah, that's incredible. I love that's, it. that's funny just by itself. Yeah. I love that. It was funny. God. Last question, walk it out the door. One at a time. What was your favorite part about this interview? Oh man, I think that the looseness is my is your your uh, your format is very loose, and I, I really appreciate that because I get I get stressed out in some interview situations uh, just because like it's like I feel like it's very much you know this is what we're doing this is what, like minute by minute and and uh, and you're just kind of like hey it's about to happen and we're going and I'm I'm into it I might sound stupid later but. <laughs> I'm into it. You, you're doing good. You're doing the Lord's work here. With the, Try to make it as easy as possible. Yeah, easy going is is definitely my my flavor. What about it, Bob? First time on the show. Uh, man, first off, thank you for having me. I I appreciate being here, and I guess my favorite part is just sitting here with my my friend Hand Backby. Hey. I just hadn't seen him in so long, and it's nice to hang out with him. I saw you. I saw you come through the gate, and I was like. I think this would be fun. <laughs> if I asked Bob to co-host with this. Yeah. And I, I think that is my favorite part as well. It's like, I love I love doing porch talk. I love like the laid back. Because when we were talking about doing the episode, it's like, what are we going to do? How are we going to do it? And, and we got to talking. And it was like, well, let's just look. Just let it happen. You just gotta let it happen. Yeah. It was funny that you didn't. I didn't know if you knew about this, so I was like, uh, I was like, obviously this is kind of a private event, so I don't know if we're, yeah. I don't know if we're cool. And then I was like, I'm and then I got this. invited by like two different people, and I, I was said, like, I said, Alan, I'm playing this crawfish bowl, and I could probably make it happen somewhere in West Alabama that day, and, and you were like, get the fuck out! Of <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna get out of here. You guess where I'm gonna be? I was like, <laughs> Uh, yeah, it's serendipitous. We, yeah. we were meant to be here. So, well, there you uh, go. I'm glad to hang out with you boys. It's been All a good right. time. So, boys and girls, be looking for Ham Bagby's All Filler. I do have, uh, from our last sitting, you shared a couple of songs. I'll plug those at the beginning and the end of this. Oh, killer. Uh, live cuts. That's all I got for you. We're about to go back out here and enjoy everything. Thank mm-hmm. you all so much. Man, Alan, thank you so much. This is wonderful. Thanks. I love them playing Roger Bell. Pretty new. 
newest one that I've written that's going to be on the I'm depressed, I'm tired, I'm single And halfway through my life Or whatever, I guess you wanted me to say If you'd kindly remember That you're the one who asked And please try not to look at me that way I know the drill, my dude, but every day's a struggle, and sometimes it'll show up on my face, but I'm showered all time and ready for the work day, and I promise you I'll always know my place. Still, I'm depressed, I'm tired, I'm single And halfway through my life Or whatever I guess you wanted me to say If you'd kindly remember That you're the one who asked And please try not to look at me that way almost all the time and I promise that it's usually not you all but therapy and medicine have been a great big help that I promise I'll keep up no matter what I do but I'm depressed I'm tired I'm single and halfway through my life or whatever I guess you wanted me to say if you'd kindly remember that you're the one who asked and please try not to look at me that way and please try not Look at me that way